0: Hello, hello, goblins and ghouls. It's about that time of year where these conversations around appropriate and inappropriate Halloween costumes begin to happen. So I thought I'd dedicate some real time to the topic this October. You can hear this full episode via Patreon, but you can certainly also listen to a fair chunk of it via the public preview. Either way, do check it out a Pakistani Canadian podcaster and a Mexican American fashion photographer getting together to discuss cultural appropriation. Where else are you going to find that kind of diverse perspective on seasonally themed content, eh? Certainly not on your average bro podcast. So go on, pour it into your ears. If you're a patron, I'd like to thank you very much for supporting the show. It's because of listeners like you. I can even do extra projects like the Polite Conversations After Show, where I chat with my patrons and get to know them. It's absolutely wonderful to be able to have these conversations with different people from around the world, different walks of life. I feel so privileged to be able to do these, and I really hope to continue doing them. The podcast really, really needs more subscribers to keep it a feasible project to even continue. So if you're not yet a patron and you enjoy the show, please do consider becoming one if you'd like to help keep going. There's lots of extras on Patreon and lots of exclusive subscriber perks, like the new mini series on the global far right, Woking Up, and The After Show. There's lots of good stuff on there. Anywho, back to Halloween. As I've said many times, this fear mongering around cultural and racial sensitivity being a form of silencing is just the right trying to cling desperately to the ability to do and say racist things without any pushback, and they sure as hell get more and more pushback now, which is a good thing. And I mean, that's not to say that there isn't anything silly being said about Halloween costumes on the left. You don't have to agree with every single thing. I certainly don't, but you also don't have to buy into the rights. Fear mongering about wokeness or cancel culture or that sensitivity to groups and people different from you is a bad thing. That being said, I hope you enjoy mine and Jorge's wide-ranging conversation on cultural appropriation and the topics and characters that often surround it constantly trying to muddy the waters between some random person or publication saying silly things or genuinely racist and insensitive costumes. I've got a Twitter space on similar heterodox horror stories coming soon too, so it's going to be a really busy, fun-filled time over on the Polite Conversations podcast feed um yeah so enjoy you were one of my like earlier patrons i appreciate that when nobody knew who i was
1: oh yeah yeah i I think i only subscribed to you and david doll i think Mm. on like politics wise yeah awesome i am honored I, he did. He did a really good video of Jordan Peterson years ago, and I was like, okay, I, I need to like support this.
0: He's also Canadian, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah I, I also need to support the good Canadian political commentators mm-hmm. to kind of like overrule all of the like the other side that you you, you have to condemn. J- just like just like they're making Palestinians condemn <laughs> Hamas every fifteen <laughs> seconds. Uh, I'm gonna make you condemn all of the right wing. Uh, C every fifteen <laughs> seconds.
0: That's fair. No, absolutely. I condemn Jordan Peterson. I can say that without. And
1: Jordan Southern and Stephen. Yeah, and <laughs> all of them, like
0: Lauren Southern, Steven Crowder, um, what's his name, Gavin McInnes. There's a lot of oh, them. Also Canadian. Yes. Oh, okay. And Lindsay Shepard. Do you remember Jordan Peterson's uh, fan, T.A. person?
1: Oh, it barely rings a bell.
0: Mm, yeah, it was like but, a few what about years James ago. Lindsay? James Lindsay is not uh, Canadian, oh, okay. thankfully, as far as I know.
1: Okay. Lindsay Shepard, that's a woman,
0: right? Yeah, so she was a TA in some university, and she, like, uh, shared some Jordan Peterson material in class, if I remember correctly. I think this was, like, a 2018 or something. Yeah. She fell off. Right. Yeah. 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 So she got like in some, I don't know, some students complained about it. And then she had an HR meeting, which I, she recorded.
1: Oh, I, I, and she made a grift out of it. Like exactly. every other. Yeah. I, I remember her from like the Ruben Report interview and all that. Yeah. I'm, I'm just Googling her name again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then she
0: her. went real quick from Oh, I I'm not a fan of Jordan Peterson. I was just sharing like a different viewpoint in class. To like, there are too many brown babies in Canada. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, hello. Welcome to the after show. A brand spanking new series. Patreon exclusive brought to you by Polite Conversations. By Polite Conversations. This is where I'm hoping to get to know you a little better, dear patrons. This will be the place to come hang out for a casual chat. Let's talk about all things waking up and polite conversations and Twitter spaces and whatever else you'd like to discuss. More content, more conversations, more fun, and even more rationality. All right. Uh, welcome to The After Show, Episode 6. I'll be talking about cultural appropriation. With my good Twitter friend and patron, Jorge. How's it going?
1: Hey, Yenia. How are you?
0: Good. How are you? Thank you for good. joining me good. today.
1: Yeah. Just came back to Texas from from a week in New York, so oh, I'm man. tired, but I'm here.
0: Is that a culture <laughs> shock to come back to?
1: Oh, you know what? Since we're talking about like cultural appropriation and things like that, I, I things might have changed in Texas. But one thing that I love about New York, at, at least from my perspective, I mean— just for to let your audience know, I am of Mexican descent, or I I was I not even Mexican descent. I literally lived in Mexico a little bit less than half of my life. I, I've been in in the U.S. since two thousand five, and at least at the very beginning of living in Texas, I noticed that whenever I encountered somebody else that you know that they speak Spanish, either it's because of they have an accent similar to mine, or you can see like yeah, customer service representative that has a Hispanic uh, sounding name. There is always a, like an under uh, like under the table, I don't know how to call it, but like if you try to speak Spanish to someone, you don't know if they're going to get offended because you tried or because you didn't try. <laughs> oh, meaning
0: we, that... we have the same thing in Urdu as well. We have yeah. The exact same thing. N-
1: meaning that, oh, are you speaking Spanish to me because you think I don't speak Spanish? Or the opposite is like, oh, if you speak Spanish, why weren't you speaking Spanish to me? And yeah. <laughs> because New York is such a hustle in, like, every single level. They don't do that, like, you know, like, you know, between the lines. They, like, they will speak Spanish to you at, at the store, and you'll speak Spanish to them. And it is it's so nice and just freeing of being able to just do that without, like, the social, you know what I mean? Without that, like...
0: Without without the expectation and the awkwardness.
1: Yeah, exactly. Without that expectation. And I either start getting less or maybe people change in Texas. But like I said, at least at the beginning, that's how it felt. And it it has improved in Texas and New York. All that is gone. There's like... None of that expectation, which I like
0: Everyone's just too busy
1: Yeah, everyone's too busy to care, I yeah. guess
0: <laughs> See, in Urdu So it's all always like If they see that your name is kind of like I don't know Pakistani sounding then they'll either try to speak to you nor the but but there's always an undertone of like are you trying to get something out of me that you're trying to be like hey you know we're from the same country and so oh, that okay. always annoys uh, a lot of people that I know it's like no no don't don't try to pull that I'm not doing uh-huh. you any extra favors because oh, we're,
1: okay okay yeah yeah I, I guess this is I guess in Texas you can say that it's like a like a preemptive defense mechanism against racism like oh because Because I have a Spanish name, you expect me to know it. Uh, Right. So so and that and then some people find that offensive. Uh, But then, you know, they can also find the opposite offensive of like, what are you trying to hide that you speak Spanish? Why wouldn't you speak in Spanish to me if you knew that I'm struggling? And yeah, I just I, I hate that it's not something that can be solved. You know, but
0: yeah, because you're screwed either way. You know, once yeah. in uh, Mexico, I got that where someone was speaking to me in Spanish, and I was like, I don't know how to speak Spanish, <laughs> and they were very offended. Like, yeah, like, you
1: know. I guess yeah, it might have been because of that. You know, it, I mean, if you if you're brown, if you yeah. have a like certain skin tone, then they probably expect it. Yeah, and also yeah. because because Mexico is such a homogenous. A country mm. they don't i don't think like it's not normal to expect somebody who's like who might have similar features to just not speak spanish
0: yeah yeah so i think the assumption was that you know i was just like forgot forgot about my culture or language but like no truly i i am not spanish speaking yeah yeah <laughs> That's how it is. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I wish I did speak Spanish.
1: I, I don't know if it's one of the hardest languages to speak, but it's not to learn, but it's definitely difficult. A lot of it is made up.
0: Well, aren't they
1: all? Yeah, well, all languages are. But in terms of, like, the the rules for when you use one letter versus another letter that might sound the same yeah so yeah if somebody like for example if if one of my american friends wanted me to teach them spanish i'm like dude i I don't know i just picked it up (laughs) when i was one two three years old and went with it and yeah so that that's why it's uh it's it's difficult this structure it's not there too much but i guess you can say that about many languages including
0: yeah i mean english has some like now that my son he's four he's learning how to read and he asks so many questions about like but mom i thought you said this letter makes this sound and i'm like oh gosh except not in this time you know Uh so like sugar he'll be like well i thought s and h make this sound why does sugar only start with an s and it's like, I can't, I don't know how to explain.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but um, some, some of the words are like similar to French, I find. There are some things that I can kind of vaguely make out because I took French. For... You mean Spanish? Yeah, in Spanish.
1: Yeah, well, they're, they're all Romance languages. Yeah. I think, I think Spanish and Italian might be the most similar, like, mm-hmm. also in, the, in terms of sentence structure. Mm-hmm. And then I'll say Portuguese is below that, and French might be the least similar, but I, I guess I, I I could see some words being, being similar. I, I know nothing about French.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's definitely some similar words, like bienvenue is like welcome. and
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, and it's bienvenido yeah. in Spanish.
0: Yeah, so now that we've had a nice little uh, <laughs> chat about different languages <laughs> and cultures, well, mm-hmm. that's, uh, you know, tis the season for a uh, cultural appropriation
1: uh, talk. Good old cultural appropriation. And, you know, when you messaged me, when was it, like a week ago mm-hmm. about, about this subject? And I know we talk about it in the past. I was afraid that I wouldn't have too much to say about it. and. To be honest, I guess, spoiler alert, is that in the grand scheme of things, I don't think it's such a big issue. Mm -hmm. But then, and we might disagree on this, I think it will be like a a good discussion to have. Mm -hmm. Maybe you'll change my mind, maybe I'll change yours, maybe Mm. we agree, I don't know. But then my second thought was that, what do people even mean Mm. when they talk about uh, cultural appropriation? I think it's probably, I'm not exaggerating, it might be... The worst example of the use of English language in modern political, uh, you know, uh, culture or or arena, Hmm. because it's so vague. I think it might be even worse than the word wokeness, because at least, (laughs) yeah, yeah, because at least, you know, you as a conservative, what woke is. And it's just basically anything to the left of your bush is wokeness and anything I don't like. Currently, it is wokeness. But wokeness at least began at the bottom, meaning it wasn't like an academic term. It was a uh, uh, Black American's uh, 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 way of, of, of uh, uh, what do I say? It? Like, it, it was a way of saying to be woke was to be aware of the socia- societal issues that afflict them. Mm -hmm. Uh, and understanding them meant to be awake you know to not be asleep anymore Uh, rather than you know maybe like individual choices that it was like the societal problems that that are still affecting them even after many many years of you know all the quote-unquote progress that we had but uh, uh, cultural appropriation at least from my understanding it started like as an academic term and then you know it went off the rails it's it's almost similar to, what was the other one that slips on my mind that uh, James Lindsay is obsessed with?
0: Uh, CRT? Yeah,
1: exactly. And so I think you can divide what we, what we mean with cultural appropriation. One could be the, I guess, the organic way in which time, you know, and cultures mix just because time passes and there's like colonization and just like the, the natural mixture of cultures. And I think everybody will agree to that, you know, as being good. Oh, yeah. And, and before I continue, so because people have different definitions, I think it, it, it lends to a, a place where people will be either defending or attacking their own idea of what cultural appropriation is and just throwing those at each other and like it's a completely different you know they each person is having a completely different discussion because i i don't think anyone will be against the natural you know flow of time that causes the cultures to mix and and that's what you know that's how you know, societies improve in a way, and you can even going backwards in time. You can learn about about history by how uh languages. You know, we're talking about by how like languages and music and art are like influence one another. Mm-hmm. I think. uh What is that food from Arab origin? Shawarma. Yeah, yeah, shawarma. Yeah, uh, yeah, they
0: have that in Mexico, right? I guess like in some tacos
1: have been Yeah, well in Mexico we made everything into a taco. You you stand in one corner long enough and we'll make you into a taco. But, <laughs> <laughs>
0: But yeah, no, I was watching, uh, I think, a YouTube video, some travel vlogger, and he was, Mm -hmm. I forget where, which part of Mexico, but the way that they were slicing the meat from that, like, rotating big chunk in the middle, that's like 100% a shawarma, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't know if, in Mexico, it's all pork.
0: mm, Uh,
1: It might be seasoned differently that then then but but the kernel is there
0: of but that method of like stacking the different slabs of meat and then slicing it as it rotates around i think that that is probably what
1: yeah exactly yeah and uh and a lot of uh spanish words uh came from came from arabic origin mm mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it was because I think Spain was under Islamic, like, I don't want to say control, but ruling mm-hmm, for a mm-hmm. few hundred years. Uh, I'm not very good in like that, like, war history. Uh, uh, but yeah, so I, I don't think anyone will be, you know, against that definition of cultural appropriation. And then you have another, I don't know if we call it definition, but another type which is basically what Steven Crowder does which he puts on <laughs> a sombrero and then starts being racist or he puts on like you know like something of like Chinese origin type of or Asian type of garments and then starts being racist
0: Yeah what that's that? called like caricaturing I don't even think you can call it cultural appropriation yeah. really it's just a racist caricature Yeah exactly and then
1: that that's the problem that that the problem is it's uh, that Stephen Crowder is a racist he could be wearing nothing and and he will still be spewing the same sort of racism yeah um
0: so let's okay let's read out a definition of cultural appropriation first mm -hmm. so that we can structure our conversation for sure all right so cultural appropriation is the unacknowledged or inappropriate adoption of the customs, practices, ideas, etc., of one people or society by members of another and typically more dominant people or society. Do you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, I'm looking at the, at the Google, like a snapshot of the Britannica mm-hmm. uh, dictionary, and here I, I'm reading, when members of a majority group adopt cultural elements of a minority group, but specifically in an exploitative, disrespectful, or a stereotypical way. And yeah, obviously that's uh, that's a uh, that's a problem. The, I guess the the problem when applying it in real life is: do, does the person mean to be exploitative, disrespectful, or or you know, or or, or display a, a negative stereotype? You know, do, do they mean harm? Mm-hmm. Um in in doing so
0: and obviously like our values evolve with time as well right so like say what we might have considered an appropriate halloween costume in 2001 Mm -hmm. maybe would be super cringe now you know
1: yeah yeah
0: and um
1: the problem there is that i mean conservatives in in general i mean that is literally the definition of being reactionary what they they're for some reason, against any sort of change yeah they 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 believe that that change is like imposed on you, but change also just like the cultures mixing that happened organically, change in what's it's appropriate or not also happened organically, and their idea of the world is literally impossible because okay let's go return to tradition right with a B. Okay, with the V. With okay the yeah yeah to to where. <laughs> to 1950s, and then that will be considered modern to some people. Mm-hmm. So, so you, so you want to go back to you know living on, on caves and undeveloped language? Like it, it, it's literally an impossible an impossible position to to hold if you try to apply it, you know, to the to the real world. Mm-hmm. And I, I will also go on to say that it, it's not only have it's not only an issue when you have the. Aim of causing harm, but also if you have the power of causing harm. Mm-hmm. For example, it is much different if a dumb 17-year-old dresses inappropriate for Halloween than if a public figure does. Right, Especially or
0: like a college professor or something.
1: Or, or a co- yeah, somebody that has power and influence. So it is different if somebody who's trying to inform the type of immigration uh, policies that somebody like Greg Abbott here in Texas is is imposing. That is, you know, almost, you know, I, I, I mean, I don't want to overuse the word ethnic cleansing because that's happening right now in Palestine, but it's definitely a race-based form of massive discrimination in, in the way that these policies are being implemented. And then if somebody like that, then, it, you know, does something that is in a vacuum, that might not be a, such a big deal. It becomes a reflection of what they actually think and believe of these of, of these minority groups, right? Mm-hmm.
0: What policies yeah. are you talking about?
1: Well, not even like policies, but like there's been like changes in like the immigration in the like the at the border. For example, they're putting like these like floating machines that have uh, like uh, a sharp circular saw. Oh God. Uh, uh, things so so that people who are trying to cross literally like hurt themselves. They're putting, I think, pieces of glass at the bottom so that they can't like walk. Oh and if there are ever like people that are trying to give water to the migrants cro- crossing, they, uh, you know, they, they put those Americans, like, they either give them fines or they put them in jail mm-hmm. or they destroy the, the like the little water uh, uh, station areas that mm-hmm. the people makeshift uh, to put in. So, uh, yeah, I mean, those are the ones that are at the top of my head because mm-hmm. I wasn't prepared to specifically talk about, you know, the border of immigration. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, someone with those type of, you know, views about immigration is going to be different. As if somebody like AOC were to wear something that is like hispanically, you know, like Hispanic looking for for Halloween. And even even a, a white Democrat who is for better immigration reform, it will be different. I think. The messenger does matter in this case. Right, of in this course, aspect. so
0: context makes a huge difference, right?
1: Like, yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: I mean, we had that incident where photos of Justin Trudeau were leaked, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and those were, like, so awful for a couple of reasons, right? One was that there was blackface, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the other was the turban and the sort of Arabian night, themed kind of orientalist costume that he was wearing so it was like twofold horrific and um but what was really interesting access this brand new patreon exclusive series by becoming a patron today